Hey everybody, this is Ruben with 5-Minute Warning. When I decided that I wanted to make a podcast of my own, I found Anchor. Let me tell you, Anchor is free. Free. F-R-E-E. That's what I'm talking about. There are tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right on your phone or your computer. You know what? Anchor sends my podcast out to me to Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, so I ain't got to do it. Also, you can make money. I repeat, you can make money from your podcast. It's everything you need to make in a podcast all in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, look, that's what I did. Five-minute warning, almost at 100 episodes in. Get Anchor. The following program is rated M-A-L. It contains strong language. It is intended only for mature audiences. This week on the five-minute warning. Your phone, your phone knows you not. so well that all it has to do is put my pillow guy and it knows you're going to stop and read it. I, I see my it. pillow guy, I skip. You see my <laughs> pillow guy and you go to. That dude owns <laughs> your soul, man. The week before we moved, I had played in a regional baseball all-star game. At least that's what my mom thought, regional baseball all-star game. Actually... That was the game that made my team go to Ohio to the Little League World Series. So after I pitched a shutout, I moved to Virginia and watched all of my teammates play on ESPN. You've done this job for 25 years. I mean, that's great. We know you're good at it. Maybe it's time for you to go do something else. You've been doing this long enough. I mean, look, I ain't necessarily opposed. I just don't know how much that fixes. The five-minute warning. Okay, students, this is your five-minute warning. I repeat, five-minute warning. Silence. This is the five-minute warning with Ruben Brown, happening right now. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to five-minute warning. Yes, this is Ruben, and Ruben pushed the wrong button. <laughs> That's why there was like a, what? So yeah. we're early. I mean, we're a little early. We about a minute early. Well, that's but, cool. You know, I'm, I'm going to take this man keep eating my salad then. See, keep there you mind. go. You eating this. I mean, I'm just mad that I'm not eating a salad. Because I really need to eat salad more often. But, Dad, we just going to go ahead and just eat salad and enjoy it. All right. So, once again, this is my this is five-minute warning. I'm Ruben, of course, the gentleman eating salad. Who's got the Pokemon hat on? Um, is eating salad and that's Moby. What's going on, Moby? Hey man, life is better with salad. I mean, yeah, because you gotta catch them all, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't think he's talking about Pokemon. But hey, you know, you you do with it as you please. Don't be up here getting me in trouble, bro. Hey man, I'm not getting nobody in trouble. I'm just making a statement. Cause there's no Pokemon ball up there, so I figure. Your equal opportunity with Hold that on, gotta catch them all. Them Pokemon up there, man. Oh, see, that's on the brim, man. You see, you can't show that. If I could bleep it out, I would. So, like, I'd bleep it out because I ain't trying to get sued by nobody. But, um, yeah, man. It's, it's been a little crazy. But I think the one thing I want to talk about first. I got my Pokeball in my cup, though, by the way. So, uh, okay. Is that good? That's a, that's a special Pokeball? You got Squirtle up in there? No comment. You know, be careful, man. They'll give you the gas. <laughs> Probably one of the greatest robot chicken episodes ever, or at least skits ever. So, as everybody looks up what robot chicken is right now, 
or the old guy's like, wow, man, you took it back. So we had LeBron James make a mistake on a tweet. Then he apologized. Uh, What's it a mistake? Well, he made a tweet. He realized that was a wrong position he he should have taken. He deleted said tweet. Came back and basically apologized for said tweet and explained why he took it down and why he shouldn't have put it up. So first of all, I'd like to say, all right, at least he's trying. So then you got this dude in Ohio who decided that, well, because he made that tweet, we will no longer show NBA games in my bar until LeBron James is, quote, expelled from the league. How that's going to happen? First of all, you get expelled from school. You know, you get expelled from some... I don't know what else you get expelled from. Because everything else, after you become an adult, you get fired. So, expelled from the league clearly wasn't the word that he wanted. Because it doesn't make any sense. Like, he's in school and they're going to kick him out the league. What's going on, E-Money? But that's not the thing. And so, basically... I mean, I, I think that was just a dumb reason to get attention. And if people if people really watched NBA in your place, then they ain't coming. So clearly nobody watched the NBA in your pub anyway. So, I mean, we trying to get all like, you know, Twitter gangster. Man, you ain't getting no money from me. He ain't getting money from you no way. Unless you buying his shoes or you buying his stuff, which clearly you are not. Man, people need to let that go, yo. People need to let that go. White people, man. I mean, white, black, Puerto Rican, Asian. I don't care what kind of... St- I mean, if that's, your st- if that's your stance, that's your stance. But, I mean, when it's all said and done, hashtag nobody cares. All, I feel like we need to clean some things up. First of all, LeBron did not apologize for putting his tweet up. He apologized because he realized that his tweet was being weaponized by the opposition because all he put up there was your next accountability. And maybe he rushed to judgment on that. But the other side was saying that he was trying to incite violence by saying accountability. Now, for those people to say that this dude is trying to incite violence after January 6th happened, and nobody wants to say that that dude was inciting violence. But yet, when somebody puts a tweet that says, your next accountability. Hashtag accountability. Yeah, hashtag accountability. Now you want to say that this dude is calling for violence. First of all, all anybody who's offended by his um quote-unquote call to violence, in air quotes, man, go kill yourself. Dang, really? They gotta do yeah, all man. Because I'm... I'm like I don't I don't need you to repopulate this world if you if you holding on to weak ass arguments like that, man. I need I don't need my kids to grow up in a world where somebody that shares your chromosomes might exist. But remember, hatred is learned, not sit down by But I see what you're saying. Yeah, but if you're around you're gonna teach it, so I need you to go. Sometimes there is a there there are cases in which, you know, that does not go in that is not being conformed, you know, in the the household but i understand what you're saying you know those are small cases but it's just a weak argument man like oh yeah definitely 
And, and you know, I'm just everything is so politicized right now, man. Um, I, I'm actually mad he took the tweet down because I feel like taking the tweet down has allowed people like you, not even meaning it in a negative way, to quote unquote say that he was apologizing for something when he didn't do anything wrong. He was taking it down because he was like it was being weaponized. I think he should have kept it up because he was like, yeah, I know what I meant. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, nobody with half a brain and any reason or logic thought that this dude was trying to incite li- uh, violence. Well, and this is, I mean, and this is what I'll say to that. You're right. He wasn't. No do I think, or most people don't think. However, you know, the problem is that on this planet, we do have people who choose not to use this thing in our head in our cranium um yeah but you can't cater to them like we, we can't I, I, we, we gotta stop catering to these people yeah but here's the thing man i'm just saying that you know you're right we shouldn't have to cater to these people but then every time i turn around somebody's taking a gun and going somewhere shooting it up and then they either kill themselves afterwards or they're just like such 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 and such and i'm just like when I mean, what? Or they? Or now there's all this money being used in a manhunt for these people because they on the run now. And I'm thinking to myself, what? Like, and you're right. We shouldn't have to censor ourselves because we have people out in this world who choose or can't choose to act a certain way. You know, they take it extreme or they take it for exactly what it says, even though context clues is telling you it's not what it's doing. So until we can at least, unfortunately, get some of that straightened out, I don't think it was a bad idea for him to drop the tweet. Um, I personally was like, okay, whatever. I mean, because when it's all said and done, social media is like social media itself is being weaponized by anybody who's got two thumbs and is not this guy so I mean it's just one of those things all we can do is just you know hopefully that you know the power of positivity will prevail and so you know a lot of these people got some sense but clearly we can't even depend on that which is almost sad. I almost feel like now you got to get a background check to get a Twitter account. <laughs> I mean, because you got people up here who are just done with it, you know. And it's you know a Twitter account or a, a Instagram or a Facebook. I mean, dude, you almost got to get a a reference check to get an email account. So I'm just whatever. These these people. I mean, they're just pissing me off. So. Yeah, but we yeah, talk, we talked about this longer than I feel like we needed to, man. I mean, yeah, and because you know, our next thing we're gonna talk about is near and dear to my heart, as anybody who listens to the show well knows. You know, this is one of those times I wish I had like introduction music because I would be like, duh, 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 duh. it's my pillow time. Man, you need to get off this dude, man. Hey, look, man. I don't know why this dude owns so much of your mind space, man. He really doesn't. It's 
He's the we talked thing, about him like five times up here. This dude, it is still funny. This dude owns your mind space, no. man. Hey, look, man. I you know me. I gotta call out the stupid man. No, you don't. I you mean, you're right. I don't. But it's fun <laughs> to do. It's funny to do so, and that's what I do. Then the, the floor is yours, sir. Well, thank you. So my pillow decided they wanted to file a 1.6 billion dollar countersuit against Dominion Voting Systems because you know Dominion Voting filed a 1.3 billion dollar countersuit against you know against um him and his company because you know basically he tell he telling everybody that their systems are the reason why trump lost and you know basically making the system look bad all right that's your backup now he found a 1.6 billion dollar countersuit and basically his argument is saying quote this is a free speech case this is a first amendment case unquote well, and help me out here, Moby. Hey, you're right. It was a First Amendment case until you said you had proof. That's right, air quotes. Proof that Dominion Voting Systems machines were leaning slightly to uh, moving things to Biden and Harris. So, with that, ba- with that being said, Moby, am I correct on that statement? As you eat your salad. Correct. All right. Thank you. So I'm just like, I need this to I need this court case to happen. Because my pillows already lost a ton of cash because of this situation. You know, no all the you know, your Walmarts and everybody's carrying them. Nah, bro, you too hot. We not carrying your stuff right now. So right now he's living on, you know, when people buy it online or they call the place directly or the email. I mean, whatever. So it's hard to build a billion dollar business strictly on direct direct mail. It's possible, but it's hard. So first, Moby, I want to say, you think he's got a chance of even winning this case? I don't think it's about winning this case, man. Look, man, if um, Trumplicans can raise thousands of dollars for GoFundMe, uh, this guy's been campaign, watching Cuomo. I'm just saying, if, if these guys <laughs> can raise money on GoFundMe and stuff, you mean you don't think that this is getting him like a whole bunch of support from people who are 100% on his side? It ain't about winning this case. This, this, this case, I don't even think it's going to make it to court. You want it to make it to court? They ain't going to make it. This ain't making it to court. This is just about getting that base to keep spending money on him. And because those dudes are so die hard, like, yo, them Trump followers, they'll spend their money to help you, man. It don't matter. Like, you be dead ass wrong. They're going to give you that money. But if it does go to trial, ain't no way in hell he got a chance of winning. Ain't no way in hell. All right, so are you basically saying if this goes to trial, my pillow goes away? No, nah, it ain't gonna go away. I mean, he's gonna probably have to file bankruptcy. He wouldn't be. The, it wouldn't be the first company to. Yeah, I mean, I just you know it's funny. Just start Cowboy. selling those um, Trump teddy bears. Trump pillows. <laughs> you sleep on it, and you just stay there. The, the Trump twenty twenty four pillows. <laughs> Moco Cowboy saying, my pill is living rent free. Nah, 
you know, I let them in every once in a while. But you know what? The one thing you have to admit, you have to is, be proactively seeking out these stories. Your phone, not, your phone I knows you not. so well that all it has to do is put my pillow guy, and it knows you gonna stop and read it. I, I see my pillow guy, I skip. You see my pillow guy, and you go to that dude owns <laughs> your soul, man. What the, what the fight? Here's the funny part about all of this. The funny part about this, it didn't show up on my phone. I was actually looking at a different article when over on the side it said, you know, my pillow such filed. And, you, and know, you saw my pillow guy, and you was like, and I was like, this? I, I gotta was like, go. What is this? I was like, what is this? And I was like, yo. People, the I mean, ultimate clickbait for this dude is my pillow guy. You put my pillow guy up there, <laughs> he's got a click. Hey man, you know what else is a good clickbait for me? Five minute warning. You put five minute warning, I'm gonna look at it. Say what you want. Let me see. Dre's like this dude's eating food in front of us. Then podcast is gonna hit a crunching. You know, first of all, shout out to AG who's not here this week. He'll he be got back me. next week. He got my back. But you know what? You don't be hearing that on the podcast, son, because AG is the man. Don't even come with that. You got to keep that to yourself, son. You know, and of course, thank you, Moco Cowboy. I want to see him get destroyed in court, too, just so I can laugh at it. You call that what it is. You call that hating. You call that written space. You know what? Sometimes you just got to see some people fall. Just some people. You're just so obsessed with it, man. I just, I I'm just not really obsessed, man. I just want you to find something else to to be obsessed about. Eh, my pillow's too fun. I don't be I don't be looking for stuff about your boy Raphael. I don't be looking for stuff about him. I mean, I look for it usually front page news. And when I, I see mean, it, I just I just I just skip it. Like he, I I've intentionally avoided that dude. I'm not giving I, these I'm not giving these people that much of my time, man. I think he's just mad you call him Raphael, so he he's been quiet lately. Whatever. My hey, name is Raphael. I'm calling Raphael. <laughs> so what we want to do is we want to reach out to everyone and we want to give you a chance, of course, to to join in and that sort of thing. So and I want this to, I want these to be serious as best as possible. But I know I got some comedians out there who think they're funny. <clears throat> um so what we want you to do is between now and ne- this next Saturday, Saturday the second, f- first, whatever that day is, before the- before next Sunday. If you have a my five you'd like us to do, you can send it to us on our email down here, five minute one nineteen at gmail.com. Hit us up on the Twitter, the Instagram, or the Twitch. Or if you're typing in and talking to us now, you can go ahead and put that in there now. We will take the best one and we will do a my five on it next week. Because you know what? We want to hear what you got to say and we want to hear what you're interested in. So we will take the best one. And if all of them suck, we're just going to come up with another of our own. Because I want these to be interesting. So with that being said, we're going to take a quick year review on a couple things that happened um, in the past week. So, um, the Derek Chauvin case, he was found guilty of all charges. Um, so now the next step is for him to be sentenced. Now, my first question is, why are we waiting eight weeks to sentence this dude? I mean, that's kind of just the norm. I mean, that's just kind of how long they take. Really? 
Yeah, I mean, they, I think they have up to eight weeks. I don't think they have to wait the entire eight weeks. But they are. They're waiting the whole eight weeks. Trying to let this thing cool down. I mean, my theory is they're trying to let it cool down a little bit. So the judge so, can hit us with nothing? Yeah, so when the judge hits them with the lightest sentence possible, hopefully so people will have uh, forgot. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, man, they, they trying. I mean, what planet? They are. So... A couple of things with that. So the most he can get is 75 years because he was um, found guilty of all three. However, he is a first timer. So he, he has a cleared record. So they may take stuff off of that. Obviously, whatever time served he has. But for the most part, they're probably they're saying he's looking somewhere around 25 years. Um. I guess my question is, in your opinion, Moby, do you think the world will be satisfied with 25 years? Or are we just looking at some, if it ain't 75, I mean, we're going streaking. I mean, what's going on? I mean, in all honesty, I just feel like they people ain't going to be happy unless he get the maximum. And I mean, well, my thing is, are, even if he gets the maximum, like, are we going like, this was such a layup that I just don't feel like, I mean, I don't even really look at it like it was much progress. Like, I don't even care. Like, I'm happy he was found guilty. And if he, I would be cool with 25. I mean, do I think he should get more? Yeah. I don't think he should ever get out. But that's my personal opinion. I don't think he should ever get out. Okay. But I mean, do I expect that to be the case? Nah. I'm I mean, just, you know, because basically the judge is, you know, the judge have to determine whether, you know, is this case, is this situation worthy enough to be um, for his no criminal record be overwritten, overwritten. And, you know, that's an issue that the judge has to think about. It. I mean, Am I gonna be happy? I would be, I would be happy with twenty five years. I would be very upset if it's like ten, because I'm gonna be like, come on, bro, like he can get out and you know go frolic and stuff. <laughs> I mean, I, I think his freedom needs to be removed for extended period of time. Ten years maybe is just not enough for me. Um, but twenty five, I'd be fine with it. But you know, I was very happy that Minnesota didn't blow up that night. Um. I was very you, know, you know if it had been not guilty, boy, Woo! that shit was gonna burn. Oh yeah, that city was done. <laughs> Cancer Christmas. I mean, I don't care how much you bought. Not it up, just man. that city, man. Like all the major cities was gonna. Laws ain't come come for me. I'm just saying, you know. And um, so yeah, man. Like, and they fa- they were fairly peaceful that night. I still don't understand the reason why it's still they were there at nighttime, but it is what it is. Um. You know, so Dre from VA says they got to do a pre pre sentence report, blah blah, whole bunch of paperwork that takes eight weeks. Yeah, okay, keep moving. Um, he'll be in isolated confinement. Man, he ain't never going to Gin Pop ever. If he goes to Gin Pop, he's gone. You can cancel Christmas on that. Ah, they got you. That is another old person phrase. Cancel. That's Christmas. right. I mean, <laughs> that's yo, man. <laughs> Everybody who know me, 
that's my that's my ish man yo cancer christmas that's all day i got what did i get richard Pryor. i think it was a richard Pryor stand-up um i think he said cancer christmas i was like yo that might be the greatest thing i've ever heard well for some people um and then as far as you know as far as the verdict being overturned i mean they can try i mean the only difference honestly the difference between this and the oj case to be real is what they went after if they went after murder one they would have lost and that's why they didn't and my theory was that because you got to prove premeditation yeah and went and went oj you couldn't prove that and it wasted a whole bunch of taxpayer money with that too and then on top of that at the very least and we talked about it mobi they put that manslaughter in there because at the very least he was getting that he walked in getting manslaughter just because there's no it's just hard to prove that he did that you know on accident you know he's staring right at the camera smiling yeah you didn't do that on accident <laughs> so you know I, I i'm glad minnesota's still there um however we still got one more hurdle because if he gets like two years that place is blowing up i mean it's just that i mean yo 25 is like minimal i think I think if he gets less than 25, there could be some problems in the street. You know? I mean, I would agree with you on that. I mean, and hell, I think even if he gets 25, it's still going to be a whole bunch of people that's going to do the math and be like, yo, he's still going to get out. I mean, yeah, if you think he's going to last that long. That's the, that's, and see, that's my thought process. Like, once again, I don't think he, he ain't never going to be in gym pop, man. Oh, if he does, yo, when the first day he gets a gym pop, he's getting in the fight so he can get in the solitary. That's what I would do. Because if he don't, he de- he's going to be dead. Um, Portland is upset. Portland is always upset. Um, I don't know why they're upset this time. But um, I know that's a highly um, Trumplicant location. So Really? I think I thought Portland was pretty diverse. Well, the I, the people are not Trumplicans. But the, the people in charge except for like the mayor or whatever kind of is so um you know it, it's it's weird i don't know why they're upset though i'll look it up we'll talk about it next week if it's something important but they're probably upset about everything um and the next thing we want to talk about is the teenager getting shot by the cops as she was running um with a knife in her hand toward another girl was that makai bryant yes so from what I've read and what I understand, it's not just about that shooting. Apparently, the girl, Miss Bryant, had been getting picked on significantly by by girls at school, and they would come to her house and bring to her house and pick on her and stuff like that. And you know, I believe the police was called. Um, nobody, you know helped nobody did anything um and she kind of snapped from what i from what i read and and i'm trying to be as non-biased as possible and when the police finally got there you have the scene of her running to the other girl with a knife in her hand they told her to stop multiple times and she's moving so she gets shot now 
I I have my own opinion on it. Um, I feel like that. I it's so hard, man, because like part of me is like, wow, she was running, she was running to another girl with a pretty big knife. You know, that girl's in trouble. The other part is, could somebody have gotten there before the bullet? I didn't think that was the first officer that reported to the scene, though. It wasn't. It wasn't. So, the two so officers what were the before, other officers doing? Nothing, because they're terrible people. Um, and, I, and I say that is because clearly that knife didn't come out of some out of nowhere. She didn't just say, you know, snapped her fingers and a knife appeared in her hand. It was either planned or she went in the house and got a knife. Not sure what the situation was with the knife. But, um, yeah, it's like, I get it. They didn't want to get in the way, like physically. But I think this, I think basically the other two police just did nothing. So this escalated to the other two set of police. And the gentleman, the, the male police, was like, he was stuck. It was like, I either got a, like, do I shoot her? And maybe she doesn't hurt the girl. Or do I shoot her so she doesn't hurt? He doesn't hurt the girl. Once again, he is like fourth person in. So he doesn't know the situation and stuff like that. Um, as far as a taser goes, I don't know what the situation with the taser was about. Um, whether they had one or not. Because not everybody uses tasers. So I don't know. Um... That's something to look up, though. But, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of torn, Moby, because I feel like at that point in time, it's almost like you're determining whose life is more important and when you don't know the whole situation. Yeah, but I mean, all right, here, here, here's my, my, my issues just based on what I, what I know. I think he shot her like four or five times from like 10 feet away. Um, if you're trying to just stop her, you didn't think one bullet was enough from five, 10 feet away. And. And that's fair. And I guess, I guess it's just really hard for me to grasp why they never can find a way to apprehend people with color alive in these situations when we've seen people with no pigmentation shoot up churches shoot you know commit mass murders and get talked down get negotiated with so there's been issues and we we saw one matter of fact we covered it a long time ago dude came at the officer with a knife and the officer started running however this girl was going after somebody else and the officer put four or five in there like it just it just doesn't add up to like the bottom line is like no matter how you feel about this officer like because i can understand this officer and snap snap second see somebody about to attack somebody with a knife tells her to stop person doesn't stop shoot her pull i get it however the problem is why is it that we never ever get the benefit of the doubt at these scenes and it's, it's interesting that you bring that up because I did read something 
which they talked about things as such. And, you know, and this is what I read. This is not how I feel. This is just what I read. Basically, they said that in all those, in, so like the Colorado case, the when the dude was in a supermarket shooting it up, the case at the church in South Carolina, when the dude went there, shot it up. What happened was, once the police got there, those two people automatically surrendered. They put their they put their weapon down on the ground, put their hands up, and they walked they walked away. Well, now, that, the, hold on, the, hold the on. dude, the kid in Chicago, put his hands up and got shot. I mean, <laughs> once again, I'm not going to sit here and and say that that article was correct and how that works and and all that other stuff, you know, because I think that a lot of it is based on locality and it's just based on those particular cops because I I don't think every cop is bad. I feel confident in making this statement that 90, 90, 90% of them are not bad. Is that 10% man? Or, you know, maybe a cop's not bad, but they got to make a split de- split second decision. Once again, I'm not justifying anything. I'm just not. You know, should he have not shot four times? What if he shot one and missed? I mean, so it's like, I mean, I'm just kind of looking at from both sides as best as I can. Do I think he should have shot her all? No. Do I think the girl should have not been running at another girl with a knife? But once again, once you get the whole story, you understand why she is. However, cop just appeared. Into the co-category, I feel bad for them because they gonna get dragged for being co's because probably their parents pushed this. Oh, it's always a parent. I was thinking because their parents pushed this. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't know. I'm not gonna give them. No, no, no. Hold on. I don't know. Maybe they were fussing, but them fussing is it what did this? You're right. The parent question is what it is. I mean, it clearly says white parents claim calculation. <laughs> no, but what it not what white it, what is. It, no, but what it may be leaving out is that initial spark when your son or daughter comes home and says, I got robbed by two coons. I'm just saying. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give them quarter on that. I'm not gonna trust that they didn't do that. Well, I mean, but, but, but that but that attitude yeah. that you just stated. Is a that direct, re- that's a direct reflection on how you were raised. As yeah. a, that's that's a direct reflection of who your parents are. I mean, well, be, be, because if I'd have went home to Yolanda Brown and said this, she'd have been like, "Well, I guess you came in third then." <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> my mama would have said it. Your mama would have said. Or she, so. she would have been like, "Did you actually come in first or second? I'd be like, "Well, if you did this, this was that how it's measured? No, then shut the hell up." Exactly. First of all. If I'd have came to Sheridan Brown with that, she'd have been like, "Oh my God, you got you got third? That's well, what it would be." True been. enough. But, as, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's like there's two reactions there because Yolanda Brown and Ann Riddick and Shirley Brown would have been like, "Show me the proof." You show them the proof, and you write. Then they'd have scorched earth. I don't exactly. think this what this was. I don't believe. It oh, was. Yeah. I don't believe any of this. That's why I don't give the kids any quarter. I think they came home. I'm not going to say I get order. I'm just I'm just going to go. They didn't do they they didn't have the juice to spark this. Well, they, they, they didn't have didn't. the juice. They do have the juice to spark it, but they did not have the power to get it this far. I will say that. Yeah. 
Because yeah. I'm telling you, when your kid comes home and says I was done wrong, some parents will react that way, especially if a coon did them wrong. Perception doesn't even matter. Even if it's just perception, it doesn't even matter. This yeah. is Mississippi. I'm just saying. I, I just can't. I can't do it. I'm like, I don't trust <laughs> none of them. I don't trust none of them. Yeah, but, but I mean, I, th- I think we can all agree that um, this principal, F that coon. Truth. Superintendent. superintendent. It's long. It's long. Yeah. F, F, F that superintendent. F, F that guy. I don't. I don't want him. I don't want him to ever be forgotten ever because he's the one that caused all of this. Be smart. He probably find a new job and roll out. Oh no, he's he's a hero. He's Ben Carson right now. He's good. He got he got, he got job security. He Ben Carson. This coon gets it. He knows his place. Wow. And he, he he knows how to keep the rest of them in their place. And they bought him some new tap shoes too. Just yeah. Saying. He's basically he's basically um, Samuel L. Jackson and um, Django. Django. There you go. That's, that's who he is. He's Samuel L. Jackson and Django. You're surprised at that, Ruben? You're you really surprised? I'm not, you can't. I'm be. not surprised. You can't. Like, no, I'm not surprised. I'm just like, you know, that's a pretty good that's, that's a pretty good like comparison. Because everybody, every black person hated that dude. Strong. Tickets will never prosper. <laughs> That's so cold blooded. That's so jacked up. <laughs> See what you done, Moby. See what you done. This is Moby's fault. It really is. It really is. Between, between Tiggers and my wife, prosper. between Tiggers and my wife, running around talking about mind your business. That's all you, bro. That's, that's all you. That's that's what Tiggers do best, man. See, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> look at the influence wow. in the world. Influence in the world. <laughs> All right, so so this week we have two questions of the week. Um, we decided to do it. We liked the question of the week last week so much, we decided to do two this week. So the first one might be the more important one, and I'm not. I was thinking about moving that second, but I think it's important that we talk about it. So the question of the week is: If the loving situation never happened, do you think interracial marriage would have ever happened? Now, unless you've been living under a rock or whatever, and you don't know about this, first of all, I'm very sad for you. But the second part is we'll help you out. So basically, um, in the in the late '60s, um, a Caucasian man and a black woman wanted to get they fell in love and they wanted to get married and all this stuff and they had kids. They were from Virginia, however. Virginia had a rule basically saying that you can't marry a person of a different color, you know? Um, and them and 16 other states had that rule still, mostly in the South, of course. Um, but they loved each other. And so they were living in a different state. They got married. They snuck back to Virginia because back then you had to sneak back to Virginia. They couldn't live each other. They could not be seen in public together, um, especially with any type of um, affection or whatever like that. Um, They did have four children, but the kicker was that because they were, they technically weren't married in the state of Virginia, or wasn't recognized that they were married, but the biggest thing is because they won't recognize they were married in the state of Virginia, and they lived in Virginia, even though Virginia didn't know that. Um, basically, what happens is if he were to pass away, she would get no benefits from him. 
And his thing is like, my wife should get my benefits, you know, because I work hard for these. And if something were to happen to me, I want to make sure that my wife and my family are taken care of. So ultimately, in 1967, the United States Supreme Court ruled in favor of them, uh, basically saying that there's no reason why two people, regardless of color, can color create whatever, uh, should be able to should not be able to get married. Which then, because it came from the federal government, it literally killed 17 different laws. Well, a law is 17. The law is 17 different states that existed at that time. So technically, the Lovings were the first interracial couple to be married in the South and for it to be recognized. And that was just, that's a big deal because that killed that law for the whole country. Remember, yes, in 1967, we did have 50 states. So I just, just in case you were thinking about how many states or whatever, it was 50 states in 67. I would dare say that of all of us, our parents were alive at that time. So um, the first question basically is, and then I'm a, I, I didn't put the follow-up question up here, but I am going to tell it later. Was it a matter of time before interracial marriage would have happened? Or do you think if that never happened in the six, 1967, to this day, do you think we would still have, would we have ever had interracial marriage happen in the, in the, you know, the other parts of the country? I mean, I, I'll go first because, I, you know, I, I let you know when you put this question that I was confused by the question because mm-hmm. I don't think I don't understand what part about how our history has transpired, progressed, evolved would lead you to believe that if it wasn't them, it would have been somebody else. Eventually, somebody was going to challenge this and win. I mean, we were just headed in that direction. So I I. I, th- I think it's just weird to just think, well, if they wouldn't have done this, nobody ever would have. I think it's more important to say if they would have lost, how long would it have been before this actually got overturned? Like well, that, that I- that's the more like if they would have lost, how many years would it have been before somebody would have been able to win? Understand. But I guess the reason why I had the question that way is because once again, the ruling went down in 1967. So, you know, segregation had been going on. Wow, my history is not that good for at least 30 years, 20, 30 years. Maybe. Not in the South. <laughs> well, I mean, that's true. That's true. Yes, very good point. Not in the South. You are correct. So, I guess what I'm saying is like, you, you may be right, maybe later on, but I guess my thought process is, what if somebody never even challenged it? Because literally- Somebody it took was going this, to. I just feel like somebody was going to. I mean, you know, but it's this dude to do it. So, I mean, I guess that's what I'm saying is I like- think it's, I think it's more about the time than the person. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to discredit them for that fight and 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 the courageousness of the fight I, I just feel like if not them somebody else would have 
I don't know who. I mean, nobody ever had to because you know they did. But I, I just feel like within the year or two time frame that they did, somebody else would have done it if they wouldn't. I mean, you know, they had to fail twice in Virginia. Yeah. To get to the Supreme Court, and and I mean, in the sixties, like if the, if the roles were reversed, and if it was a black man and a white woman. I don't think it would have ever happened. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. I, I, I believe that you know they they were the correct case study for it to happen. <laughs> so I mean, so yeah, AG, what do you think? No, I think everything uh, Moby said. I was thinking about it beforehand. It's just like somebody would have done it. And then you're talking about a time where so many things were changing to start with. Um, late '60s, things were almost squared away legally i mean you ain't gonna change nobody's heart and certainly bad habits to that point but somebody gonna get tired of being sick and tired because like this case you know there's some black women out there that is loved them some white men and there's no reason why in the world why they can't legit marry that man if that's what they want to do and somebody would have got sick and tired of being sick and tired i do agree with what you said though i think it's a weaker case if if a black man comes in with a white woman but you know at the same time it was going to happen i mean i think it's and really to me it's comeuppance anyway because you know white men been raping black women for a minute so come on man but it was gonna happen somebody's gonna do it and it was the right time too it was the right time and it was the right people because i think the other ace in the hole that people don't know if you haven't seen the story is the lawyer was jewish I think that yep. matters. I think that matters. Oh, I'm not saying Jewish Jewish people aren't racist. That's not true. But I think that there is some empathy there that, you know, a Protestant, uh, Protestant or Catholic white person or man or, you know, barrister wouldn't, he just wouldn't feel it. So uh-huh. that's my thing on it. It was going to happen. You know, it's so amazing, like, because I've seen the movie, the theatrical movie, but I've also seen... The documentary, which to me, like it always impresses me, is when we talk about docu- you know, history documentaries and stuff. They just happen to have footage. Like, I guess, you know, back then when this whole thing started, somebody had the wherewithal, you know what, I'm gonna start recording this stuff. With especially in the six seven when recording was all black and white and yeah, dude kind of doing this type of deal. I mean, I always think it's amazing when you look at biographies and is it black and white and somebody just had the wherewithal to just record it. Well, I mean, there's two things going on. I think the reporters are doing their job. And I think that in some cases like this, you understand when you're living history. And I think that they understood that. It wasn't hard to. You're talking about some you're talking about <laughs> you're talking about a Jewish barrister lawyer <laughs> taking a case like this to the Supreme Court to change the law to the land. Trifecta, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have a, a black woman with a white man represented by a Jewish lawyer. Two of them, by the way. So I'm sitting here going, for real? I mean, if I'm if I am a content creator back then the writing is on the wall in lights 
I got to get this. These people are important. Yeah. Even in a loss, they're important. Because to that point, no one has challenged it. People just moved to another state. They uh, kind of yep. shucked and jived the man by, you know, like when the lovings came back for a minute, they lived like they weren't dating. That's how they lived. You know, they got the old, you know, the, the missus got tired of being in D.C. She missed her family. It was ridiculous. It's like, I, it's time to go. And so they had to do certain things. So they snuck around. Grown married people sneaking around. Yeah. So at some point, somebody's going to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah, I mean, like to just say how bad it was back then. The, the act was the Racial Integrity Act of 1924, um, which made marriage between whites and non-whites, not black, non-whites, a crime. And then they had to sneak away to Washington, D.C. to get married. And then the police ra- raided their home, hoping to find them having sex. Like, literally, they went to their house hoping... We can get these people, we can catch these people doing the nasty so we can put them in jail. Yes. Like, really, dog? Yeah. I mean, it's like, because yeah, that it was proves crazy. It. That proves it because that's what consummates a marriage. Yeah. So it's like, I like I said, man, if it wasn't them, it'd be someone. But I still got to, you know, since it was them, I appreciate them all the time because of it, because I, I would be in jail for real. It is yeah. what it is. Can't do it. I mean, I'd be in jail. Too. But, well, you no, know. nah, nah, because we're talking about a marriage. You know, well, it, was, it, but was, no. it, it was just frowned upon. Maybe they might lynch you, but you wouldn't go to jail. <laughs> well, no. I'm just saying. Just saying, man. Because well, I mean, but no, because doing, with that Racial Integrity Act, even interracial sex was illegal in Virginia. Right. So, I, get, I mean, I get like, what you're saying now. I get what you're saying. Yeah. You know, so it's it's one of those things where. But it was okay for Thomas Jefferson, uh, though. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I like poker. Thomas Fred, Jefferson, baby. I love poker. That right? dude. Anytime I get a chance, he he's a walking contradiction to the nth degree. But anyway, and, and KB Echo makes a good point. You could make an argument the verdict may have been a side direction the company was going, but the country could have become even more racist, cementing cementing the racist laws. So yeah, yeah that's what I I'm mean, saying. Like if they would have lost that Supreme Court thing, now that. Oof. Yeah. Who knows what happens if if they lose that in Supreme Court? So that I I think that would have been more significant than the idea of if they wouldn't have appealed this, nobody would have. Like somebody was going to. Yeah, but I think the reason why they one of the reasons why they didn't lose is because I mean literally thirty four other states were cool with it. <laughs> so it's like uh, I think the reason they didn't lose was because of it was the perfect case. It was white male black woman and, and just like AG said with a Jewish lawyer who was going to who's going to present the case from all of the human aspects of it in the Supreme Court I'm not going to call them courageous for this but in the Supreme Court basically saying we don't want to be on the wrong side of history on this thing like do we want to be do we want to be that Supreme Court that denied this because mm-hmm. they could see where the country was going well, and yeah, but there other there've been other Supreme Courts. You're right. Who I, I'm not, I'm said not, I, no. That, that's why I'm saying I'm not saying that all Supreme Courts, but this particular arrangement of the Supreme Court looked at it and was probably was like, and I'm sure there was a couple people that was like, nah, we cool with this staying the status quo, but a couple others were like, 
we just ain't trying to be on the wrong side of history with this thing. Yeah. And so they named Loving Day the 12th of June. And and that's one of the reasons kind of, today is what, the 14th? Um, 13th? Almost. I don't know what day it is. A couple hours. Yeah, 13th of June. So that's another reason why that came up as well. So good stuff, gentlemen. Good stuff. Um, and the second question I have for you today. <laughs> um, so was black, black exploitation in TV and movies a positive or a negative for the black community and or the whole community? Now, and I phrase it like that for a couple of different reasons. Because first of all, I think it's fair to talk about what is black black exploitation. Um, so a lot of people first think about the old movies back in the day, like the Dolomites and all the horrible bad movies. Then you have uh, you have a couple of movies that weren't bad, but you know you had a lot of really bad movies and stuff like that. But I put TV in there on purpose because we also have good times. We have the Jeffersons. We have different strokes. Um, we have the Cosby Show. So, you know, the thing about it is, you know, the export, the exploitation of black people isn't as obvious as as simple as people thought. So my first, my question is, my, the first part of the question is, do you feel it was a positive or negative to the black community? And we'll start with AG on this one first. Well, it's both. Um, because as far as I'm concerned, if you were growing up in the late 60s, you, you start watching TV and understanding what's going on in the early 70s when this was really, really big. You're, you weren't seeing yourself when you were a kid. Now, did you really understand it? Probably not. If you're a little older, you probably were. But you weren't seeing yourself on TV. So you, you're of age. You can go to the movies by yourself. You can watch TV on your own or whatever it is. And you start seeing people that look like you as a first step that is huge. Because before, there was no one that looked like you. And when they did look like you, they probably were misrepresenting you or oversimplifying you or just making you look bad or whatever they wanted to do with it. So in that way, black exploitation movies in the 70s were a good thing. Now, the redundancy of the and quality of character, quality of the movie, most of the time was bad. It was. I've watched enough of them to know this. I know I'm black. I know maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but some, a lot of those movies were awful. Some of them were good. But the biggest thing was black people weren't running it top to bottom. They were performing in them. But by and large, they were they were made by big, uh, big movie houses and directed by white men. And so from that perspective, we're the same problem. So, and there's nothing is as far as TV goes. Love Norman Norman Lear. His stuff was awesome. I'm not even gonna say. I'm not even gonna go try to front. That guy made some good shows. But like my dad taught me, and I didn't even realize what was going on. But like my dad taught me, he was watching. I think he was watching Good Times or The Jefferson, something like that. And he was just like, "You ever know?" It was Good Times, and he ever notice? He was like, "You ever notice?" that all the black people are even are either broke or have been broke on the come up. 
And I was like, what are you talking about? Because my mind wasn't wasn't really wanting to hear or could hear what he was saying. But when he said it, I thought about it. Every show that I'd watched as a kid up until 1983 or four, when the Cosby show aired was black people being broke, which again, misrepresentation because I didn't live that life or black people that were good on the come up because my first thing thing to him was and I thought I had won the argument which I never won arguments with my dad and I was like what about the Jeffersons I think I was a little heated too and he was like uh, no because the Jeffersons are a spinoff from All in the Family George I don't know what he was doing before he, he got broke off to get his first store and while he was trying to get that off the ground um, Louise was the maid Either she yeah. was a maid for, I think she was a maid for Maud, which was again yeah. another Norman Lear show. And I was like, F me. Because I, I, <laughs> number one, I thought I had won the argument. Number two, he was right. And it's one of those moments in my life where I understood how black I was and how not cool it is. And it's like, damn. So when the Cosby show comes along and the Fresh Prince soon after that, it's like a breath of fresh air. Because now you have black people running it top to bottom, sort of. Because Bill Cosby has so much juice and all the spinoffs because of that. But so it's it's problematic and then it's not problematic. It was what it was. But I can never deny how big it was in the early 70s if you're of age, between 8 and 12, to see yourself, especially in a powerful way, first Shaft movie, Enter the Dragon with Jim Kelly, um... Pam Grier's first movie, eh, it was iffy, but it was still powerful black woman doing her thing. It's very Jackie powerful. Brown. Say what? Jackie Brown? No, Jackie Jackie Brown was later on. Um, yeah, okay. Foxy Brown's what you talk about. Foxy Brown. And yes. Cleopatra Jones, by the way. Sorry about missing that one. That's big. So seeing women like black women like that being strong, seeing black men being strong. And just generally seeing black people that didn't look like Mame, the Mamie character in Gone with the Wind, even though that was an Academy Award winning, winning performance. <laughs> but, no, but you have to mention it. It happened. I know. I know. And I, ain't mad, I ain't mad at her for, you know, being a star. But again, that's, role, what I'm, but... that's what I'm saying. When you're not seeing yourself looking like her or Jack Benny's butler, it's big. I mean, Shaft running, running around shooting black, uh, shooting white dudes in the head. I mean, Pam Grier running around cutting off white people's genitals and whatnot. That's a powerful image. That's a powerful image. Now, <laughs> I don't agree with the violence. However, to see yourself being powerful and not being held down by the man is a big deal. So again, it's problematic and then it's not. For me, it's just not. When I add it up at the end of the day, it's not. Moby, before I let you go, I just need to impart one thing. I agree with you on the Shaft movie. However, Shaft Goes to Africa is the worst thing ever created. Oh my God, dude. Like I said, the I said it, the first Shaft. Yeah, the first Shaft. That Shaft Goes to Africa crap makes me want to use bad words. That thing is horrible. Like Rudy Ray Moore, not Rudy Ray Moore, 
Ruder and War should have been in it. It might have been funny. That joint was horrible. I apologize. I just need to put that in there because it was on my heart. Moby. <laughs> uh, no, you're fine. I mean, I'm gonna. Well, sure, I gotta wear a mask. I got time for all bullshit. I liked it better when everybody was wearing masks. Then, you know, if you didn't wear masks, you look like a douchebag. <laughs> hey, you spread death over here. Get rid of him. I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what that's what it was at the beginning, you know. And it's just, yeah. The same thing is like, you know, those people just like don't judge me. Yet they still look at me like, oh, you got no mask on. You know, you black. Look, just because a whole bunch of black people decided they didn't want to get it, maybe I decided I did. Who cares? Let it go. I mean, why your own damn business? But if you out here spreading death, you got a responsibility not to be doing that shit. <laughs> as 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 y'all been saying, spreading death. That that's a that's a statement of the day, apparently. <laughs> spreading death. I mean, but Leia, it's gonna start a civil war, man. And first of all, Ricky Schroeder, really, Ricky Schroeder, this is what you gotta do to get back in the limelight. Because you don't want to get a vaccination, you want to join an act an anti-vax, Bruh, Stop calling it vax. That's just stupid. That see, that's those that's words that are meant to demean people, which annoy me to no end. You know, just like Obamacare, can't stand it, cannot stand it. I hate it when people say it to me. You okay? Anybody else got anything on this? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just. It just annoys me, man. I hate when people do. I hate when people turn something around to make it look worse. I mean, because the Supreme Court said we ain't getting rid of this. You know, all these states were like, "Well, we should get rid of Obamacare for what? We should get rid of Four Care for what?" So all the people in your state got no health care. Well, you know, they have to write down. Shut up, man. <laughs> you just want to get rid of it because a Republican didn't make it. Stop being a dumbass. And keep it moving. Thank you, Supreme Court. Which apparently is supposed to be more lip more to the Republican side than the Democrat side, but even those guys understand, hey, some of this shit makes sense. <laughs> Why are we gonna was, do this to the country? <laughs> that was pretty ironic, for real. That really was. Hey, guess what, Trump? Sorry about your luck. You put the you put the the young lady in there and she's pretty much said no to everything that you want. <laughs> Have a great day. <laughs> All right. Anybody else got anything on this? Nope. Nope. All right. That horse, that horse is dead. And it's going to keep dying every week. And yes, Moco Cowboy, that's exactly what they say. Don't, that's what they, don't judge me. Even though I ain't take the shot, I'm going to spread my death all over the place. <laughs> you know? Um. Yeah. I don't know what's up with the, the Canadians who took the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine, um, just because we in America didn't prove it, that doesn't mean it doesn't work. So I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know what our problem is with that. So I am very unaware. I know we have a problem with it. I just don't know what it is because we didn't approve it. I think part of it is because it probably cost too much. But hey, whatever. So. AG man, we missed you earlier. We're glad you're yeah, back. Man. It's what else on your mind? What else on your mind, bro? Well, sorry about your Orioles too, by the way. Yeah, well, they they they're not my Orioles, they're my wife's Orioles, but I I love them 
because of her, and they just suck. So I, it wasn't a surprise. At least you're a realist about it. And well, they just they're terrible. They have a few good players, obviously, but as a, as an organization, it's just awful. But anyway, it's it's really cool to go see and play. They got a great place to play. Um, I love going there every year. It's cool, but yeah, that stadium is really cool. It sucks that they can't win. This stadium is a dope place to be, man. It really is. It's it's one of the <laughs> I've ever been for any sporting event, and it's like, how can y'all have such nice digs and be sucky every year? But anyway, you that's another spend their money. Well, they well that's not true because they would have paid Manny Machado, but he was just trying to get up out of there. Well, that's what I'm saying. They spend their money on their physical stuff and not their people. Well. <laughs> That's why they suck. Yeah, well, you know. But anyway, I was there today, and there were two things I experienced. And y'all go ahead and let me know. So we're sitting there, we're watching, watching the game. And uh, this dude has a camera. No, no, he has his phone out. And he says, now, mind you, I'm paying attention to the game, but he's talking so loud right in front of me, I don't have any choice but to hear what he has to say. He takes out his phone to take a picture of this, I'm going to presume, Korean couple that was behind us to the, you know, adjacent to us. And he said. <laughs> I'm just waiting for this. To come I'm waiting out. for it. <laughs> I can't get it out. He said he took the picture and he said, my son is dating a Korean girl. And walked off. Maybe that was his son. Hold on a minute. What? What is it? Nah, nah. This. It's not appropriate. Oh, of course not. But you know, I'm just saying. Maybe he didn't know. Maybe he didn't know his son was dating a career girl right then. Well, it's kind of okay, dumb now. I'll, That's like I'll, a stupid. Okay, there's a lot of things that we are presuming. My wife was just letting me know that, and I saw what I. That's what we were saying when we were there, and we talked about this for a half an hour, going back and forth in between pitches, like <laughs> trying to get his dude some credit. credit At the end of what? the day, well, see, that's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, it was racist as hell. He didn't know these people. Why are you taking people pictures of people you don't know? That's stalkerish. There's no way in the world that he Korean, can prove man. that they were Korean at all. And he just me, wants to, and, and at the to top it all off, what he said was and he was Caucasian, I assume. Right. Oh, they ain't no assuming, bro. Like we, dude, we can, that's a presumption. We can, yeah, we can stamp that. <laughs> that's and official. He, I just he, this is a I mean, that's a quote. I, this is not hyperbole, man. This happened right in front of my face. My son is dating a Korean girl and just walked off like they were zoo animals, bro. He dropped what? the mic on that sentence. Yes. Was he, he talking to you? <laughs> huh? Was he talking to you? He, he was talking to loud. them. He, he was, was talking, talking to, to them. them. I was just an earshot because, like I said, they were two seats adjacent to us. So they're like in the next the next row up and two or like three or four seats over from Lauren. Wow. And so we're hearing this entire, it's not even an exchange. He's just talking to these people are like, what? He snapped a picture of them like he was at the zoo. Like, oh my and, God, y'all, watch, y'all come out and watch baseball? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The second thing that happened was I, I was going to get my wife something to drink. It was hot today, bro. So I was going to get her Gatorade. 
the first time it happened, I think I just wanted to get up out of there. The the first concession I went to, I just wanted to get up get up out of there so fast because you know the game was starting, whatever it was. Well, this was like the fifth inning, so I'm you know I get up out of my seat to get her Gatorade, get what I need to get, get back in the line, pay for it, and there is a a you know a, sec- a section during the the transaction where you can give a tip or you're asked to. And I was like, number one, I was shamed into doing it because I didn't want to do it because I didn't feel like there was a tip that that was deserved because I had to do all the work. I had to get up out of my chair. I had to walk up the stairs, walk through the concourse, get what I wanted to get, stand in line and pay for it. When was I served? No, 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 no tip. No, I'm sorry. I'm just calling me cheap, but like, you know, I'm only going to pay for service. But see, that's what I wanted to ask y'all. Is this tipping thing getting out of hand? How in the I world mean, do I need to tip a concession slash fast food worker? And I did all the work. I'm going to tell you, like you said about the vaccination, personal responsibility. Nobody made you tip. You did that to yourself. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I realize I did it to myself. But what I'm saying conceptually, what? So the way I feel about this is this annoys me to no end because I go to local establishments not local stuff. I go to establishments who prepare food for me and charge me an amount of money that I definitely, I definitely don't really want to pay but it is what it is and get the nerd to ask for a tip and I'm thinking to myself this, this burrito is $10 like I mean why do you need a tip are you not getting paid enough you need to holler at somebody. I mean, or hey, how about we get another job? I mean, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not a douchebag, but it's like you get paid to prepare food. Just like if you're at McDonald's, people don't ask for tips. They might start. What? Like, man, I was at a concession stand, bro. That's my yeah. whole point. Yeah, you shouldn't have gave them nothing. I realize that, but my point is: is this the new way where if you buy? Oh anything, yeah, it's the new way. It's, it's gonna be tipping for everything. Yeah, it's gonna be for those people. Did all, you did all the work. If they can, if they can, if they can guilt you into giving them extra money, they're gonna do it. Yeah, it's gonna be for the boo boo fools. Okay. Because okay. I mean, well, I'll be boo boo the this fool kid. this time. I, actually, I was boo boo the fool twice. But <laughs> my question was: Are we gonna end up? And especially with with uh, with minimum wage going to fifteen, are we going to end up tipping somebody at Burger King? No, because my and here's my thought process on that: your multi-billion-dollar establishments or million-dollar establishments, rather, like your McDonald, like your fast food places, we're not going to end up tipping there just because they make so yeah, much money are. off. I mean, first of all, yeah, yeah, we are. 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 They're going to end up asking for it. You might not end up doing it. (laughs) You may, may, I don't, but see, I think they're going to be the last people. But like, once again, it's one of those things where, like, if I'm in a drive through, I ain't paying nobody no tip. Like, what? I mean, I'm I'm paying more to get this food. Why am I paying you a tip? I got to pay for the gas, I got to pay for my time. If it'd be fast food, you ain't fast. So I mean, you know, twenty minutes in a, in a line ain't fast. Like you need to rethink your fast food thing. But I mean, yeah, they may start asking for it. Just like for instance, I mean, Moe's man, 
I look at the tip thing. It says, like, you pay with a credit card. Do you want to add a gratuity? No. You know, um, some sub, some places that do subs, you want to add a gratuity? No. I'm already paying for this food. What are you talking about? And it's not like you brought it to my house. If you delivered it, that's completely different. There you go. There you go. Because you got to do something for me. However, if I'm coming into your building, standing in your line, and you are processing food for me, I mean, what? I'm going to give you some more money because you made the food? I would rather just go to Food Lion, buy it myself, and pay myself. And make it just ain't gonna be as good, but hey, I ain't gotta pay you. I mean, and that's what's gonna start to happen because what's gonna happen is people are just gonna be like, you know what? I'm tired of it. I'll just start doing things myself. And then, well, how come we're not making as much money? Well, because you're asking for too much. So yeah, it may happen, but I think it's, I think I don't think you'll see the big chains do it for a while. Because well, the day that McDonald's asks for a tip, that's the last time I'm going to McDonald's. All I'm saying is it's a slippery slope, and because of that, I'm going to go with Mobile on this. I think it's going to be a trend. I was shocked today. I was, man. I mean, I wasn't as shocked as when that white dude asked the people to take a picture. They're not zoo animals, man. They're real people. But anyway, I'm like, what? But I think tipping is I think it's blurred. I think it ain't people, easy. Yeah, well, I think they're gonna just shame you into tipping for everything that, that every yeah. everything that is food service oriented, whether you had to do most of the work or not to get it. I think they're gonna shame you into doing it. They'll anyway, shame some people. Like that. That's all. Yeah, I they'll got. shame some people. They'll shame a lot of people. Not this guy. I ain't got time for that. All right. So, what's on my mind? It's hot. <laughs> okay. Is that I all mean, you got? <laughs> look, man. It's That's all like when you say I'm fat. Really, bro? It's like, like, I hate cold weather. I hate the cold and I hate the heat. I was born in July, but it's like, I hate. Like, it's supposed to be 92 degrees tomorrow, bro. Oh, yeah. What? It was 90 degrees in Boston. And, it out there. It and raining. Oof. It's going to be 92 and raining. Nasty. So, the cool thing about it is, I'm going to get to see water steam off of my car because it's going to be raining while while my car is too hot. No. Like, I love spring and I love fall. But winter and summer? Uh-uh. And I used to work outside for five and a half years, man. Like with shorts on and a t-shirt. Man, I hate, I hate extreme weather like that. I just hate it. And, you know, it's here it comes. I love the summer. I, will, I love wearing shorts. But I don't want shorts to work anymore. And it's just, yeah, man, I just hate the heat with a passion, you know. That Yeah, so that's what's on my mind, man. I just know I'm about to go into the next, like, 60 days of hate for Ruben. And it's just, I mean, I did just put it on my calendar. The start of the summer to the end of the summer. I hate this. Well, this is your first day. <laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> Yeah, I walked outside to go to the gym, and I was just like, man, I felt like I lost five pounds just by walking outside. You know, and then let's just be real. And it's not really the heat. The heat's okay. But you add the humidity, bruh. When you can taste the air because you can taste the water in the air, 
nah, man, that's not safe. That's just not. <laughs> it's not, man. You laughing, man. I'm serious. Man, you shared no, the no show with somebody man. who lived some of his life yeah. in Atlanta, in, bro. In, no, Savannah. 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 Yeah, I'm sorry. Where the humidity is worse and the temperature is higher. <laughs> They're rocking 100, I mean, 100% humidity air day. I understand that. And I and where I used to work at in the middle of summer with no trees, used to be 100 degrees right on the river. Yeah, you already know what that humidity is like. Man, like, don't get it twisted, man. I just hate extreme heat, and I hate extreme cold. And when November gets here, we're going to have the same conversation about the cold weather, man. I can't do it. I hate it. I can't stand it. Because if here's here's my 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 thing, man, it's sixty five degrees, it's sixty five degrees to about seventy seven degrees. That's my that's my range. Anything above or below that, you need to go to California and bring yourself some water so you won't. First of all, been there, been there, done that. It sucks worse. What the heat is the heat is terrible out there. Where man, California? In California. It's yeah, dry. It's a dry heat, though. Yeah, it, that ain't. Oh, that's supposed to be better. Yes. Yeah, man. Because I'm not a fan of looking outside and starting to sweat. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, that's, what, that's what happens in California. Man. Just because the dry heat, that don't mean when it's 95 degrees. Man, in California, you don't feel all 95. Man, in California, I see people with long sleeve shirts on. Man, I wish you would put a long sleeve shirt on in Savannah. You would die. You man, literally you know, see, hold on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, I, man, I lived in Colorado for a year, bro. When it's when it's no humidity in the air in the summertime at night, man, that's beautiful, bro. You're right. Beautiful. With no humidity. But when yeah, it's nine degrees humidity near the water, what is wrong with you? Where have you been? There's humidity in California. California has a more than 50% humidity on any given day. Yeah, I don't. Hey, I can't. I can't speak from experience. It ain't. Hey, man. As far as I'm concerned, heat is heat, dog. Humidity. Okay. humidity. That's not really can, my question, but okay. I mean, the times I've been out there, it's been hot and sticky, and bleh. It, I don't. Hey, look, man. When you talk, we talking ninety degrees. I don't care where you are. No. <laughs> That's a no for me. Like tomorrow, I wish it was a no for me. But I gotta go work, and I'm just gonna have to deal, and it's whatever. But nah, man. I, nine, when you're talking nine degrees, man. I mean, the AC, yeah, the car AC don't work good enough for that. Wow. I do for you, man. Wow. I just don't. That's for me, man. It's just, it's that season where, you know, Ruben likes being outside. Ruben hates heat. You know. And then on top of that, every bug in America wants to come out too, because the flies are hot. And uh, yeah, that's what's on my mind. It's too damn hot. Moby, what's on your mind today? Um, besides this um, stressful game, yo, land about to do it, y'all. Land about to do it, y'all. Man, stop, please. I'm rooting for it, but you haven't been disappointed by people as much as I have been. I'm a cowboy fan, bro. Come on, man. That's I mean, yeah, but, but but y'all think y'all are good all the time. See, I'm aware that we're wow. <laughs> That's pretty good. First of all, I was gonna say, you know, he ain't lying. That's pretty good. That was pretty that good. Cowboys fans now talking about winning the Super Bowl, and it's like, bro, 
Can you just win like six games in the East? I mean, come on. All right, but but seriously, what's on my mind is um, it's Father's Day, um, and yeah. By the way, Happy Father's Day, bro. Thank you, thank you. Um, happy Father's Day. Thanks. So earlier today, in a, a rare IG post, I put up a pic with, with me and my daughters and everybody, and stated that I didn't want to be celebrated on today because as a father, I believe that you know my girls are the reason I celebrate. But um, I do want to actually take a moment to say Happy Father's Day to all the fathers and father figures out there. Um, I would especially like to say Happy Father's Day to my dad. Um, I think too often we dehumanize parents, especially fathers. And what I mean is we take the human being out of being a parent. Um, as I've embarked on my fatherhood journey and fallen short many times, I realize that asking for perfection is unfair. Um, to all father figures, in my life, I say thank you um, from my Uncle Thomas to my Uncle Junior to my Uncle Benji to Emmanuel Betts, a.k.a. Pops. Um, hell, even my cousin E. Um, you know, I've had many good men in my life, you know, too many to name them all. And what none of them were was perfect. Um, so I celebrate you all today. I celebrate you flaws and all. Um now that I'm older and hopefully a, a little bit wiser, I see with a little more clarity that parenting is something that hopefully we strive to all get better at each day. Um, so, you know, I'd like to say happy Father's Day to my dad, especially. Um, I'm proud of your evolution and your growth. Um, and that's evident in, in my brother who, you know, who's also a, an amazing dad in his own right. Um, so, what I want to say is to all the father figures out there, um, perfection is the requirement. Your presence is. So um, happy Father's Day, all the fathers and father figures out there. That's all I got, man. That was dope. I appreciate you for that. That was dope. And, man, I, this game is too stressful, man. Come on, man. Let me see. Let's go. <laughs> man, it's about to, it's well, about to you know that is kind of <laughs> Because it was 89.93 a while ago. Now it's 93.92 with 101 to go. Uh, Actually, it's 53.5 to go. Oh, okay. I was looking at whatever okay. Google's giving me. Yeah, Google's slow. Um, yeah, yeah, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, you know, especially my father. Got to hang out with him yesterday. He was cool. Um, went to his father's house because we're going to have a little thing at my granddad's house in a, in a month or so. Um, but yeah, man, you know. It's it's one thing to have the title father, but it's another thing to be a father. So, you know, shout out to those fathers who are actually being fathers. You know, and you don't have to you don't have to have um as Moby said, I'll say it a little bit more eloquently, you know, you don't have to go half on a baby to be a good father. Because like he said whether you are the biological father or you are the emotional father to that child, you know, being present is what's important. And, you know, I think that, I think that a lot of fathers out there get a bad rap of not being present when they truly are, or they're trying to be, um, you know, but, Look, man, all I can say is, you know, I'm blessed to have my father in my life, and I'm pretty sure, you know, most are. 
all I can say is if for some reason, you know, you need to reconnect, do so. I mean, it'll be better for both of you. So other than that, it's been a great show. Once uh, again, one, one more plea, ladies, please. Next year, I know Father's Day is almost over, but next year, can we stop having all the social media posts that says happy Father's Day to all the fathers and all the women who are playing both roles? Can we just cut that last part out? Like if you're a single mom, you're not playing both roles. You're a single mom. And hopefully you have enough good, positive male role model figures in your kid's life so that you're not out here trying to do both because realistically you're not. And I'm not trying to diminish that, but I feel like that's a really demeaning statement to fathers who are actually trying. Like we got, we can't even have a date ourselves. We still got to include. Yeah. Like, cause I don't hear, I don't see people up there going happy mother's day. Um, and to all the fathers out there, single playing both roles. Have, we don't see that. Like this, let's just, let's celebrate fathers and father figures, male role models, any, any guy, who has had a positive impact on some kid's life, or if you're currently having a positive impact on a kid's life, like, let's just go. Let's, let's just go with that. Happy Father's Day. Love it. Totally and, agree. And don't be offended if someone tells you Happy Father's Day and you don't have children. Don't be offended because the hope is that you have affected someone's life throughout your time in your life. You know, one of the things back in the day is when I Worked at my last job and I hired staff, you know, it got to a point where they were calling me dad. And at first I was very, um, like, nah, I don't do that. But, you know, part of it, I think it was joking, but part of it also was a term of endearment, you know? So it's one of those things that, hey, look, if someone, you know. We're getting so close. This guy. No, I didn't want to interrupt so close. You, but- but you know, <laughs> he was over there pearl clutching while you was like while you was doing yeah. your thing. He was over We're there so pearl close. <laughs> I, I see him over there pearl clutching. Man, it's ninety six to ninety. I mean, like ninety eight to ninety two. Man, we got it, man. We got it. Come on, man. Nah, man. Nah, man. Did you see Kevin Durant almost won last night? His foot was on the line, man. An inch is a reason why the Nets aren't playing tomorrow. You got to understand, man. When you they didn't free. get the W. When you've been let down by your teams as much as I have been, like I can't celebrate until it's over. And sometimes I still need a moment to decompress, like to just make to, to, to make to make sure. God. He didn't hit a three. Shake man just hit a, a layup where he probably got fouled, and they should have called it, but they didn't. Thank you, refs. Oh yeah, good job. Says, good job. Oh, three foot shot. Okay, so they're down by four, and Tobias Harris. You know, Trey Young's on the line. I mean, he ain't been playing well this game, but we win it, and that's all that matters. Yeah, five for 23. How many wow. seconds? Do I, I keep getting 41 seconds. 30, 34.9. Trey Young makes the first. Hey, look, man, I didn't mean to hijack this show with my fandom, man. Like, we can and keep we moving, looking man. right at you. We man. keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> you, were pro clutching. you were pro clutching. This is the first show that might be a play by play of something that's really going on. <laughs> so, Trey Young makes get- a second. So the people who are gonna get this podcast, like um on oh, Thursday, yeah, they're like, yeah, Thursday they're gonna be like, yo, what are you talking about? Uh, well, Joel be gotta give him some backstory. So oh, yep. Galinari just got fouled. 25 seconds left. If Galinari hit these two, this is effectively over because they're no, up by not. five. It's, it's 25 seconds, man. It's not <laughs> over. I'm an Atlanta fan, man. 
I guess you're right. Ever since Reggie Miller beat the Knicks with three threes in like ten seconds, people, be, it's never over. Like I'm actually getting mad at the Atlanta players for dapping each other up right now. This shit's not over with, man. <laughs> I need it to be all the way over with before y'all start celebrating. Gallinari hits the first up by six. I'm really doing play by play right now. Yeah, stop, stop, stop. We're good. We're good. They no. Don't... They don't we need to hear about this on yes. Thursday. No, they don't need to hear about this on Thursday. Yeah, they do. I'm going to keep this in. See, look, 99 and 94. We're, we're making progress. How many seconds now? And a half won't do. Uh, 25 and Gallinari hits a second. Up by seven. It's 194 right now? 25 seconds. 100 to 94. Tobias Harris missed a three-point J. Joe B makes a two-point layup. They're, up by, they're down by five with 17 seconds left. They're about to foul somebody unless they just Trey. call a timeout. No, they fouled Trey. <sighs> I mean, he's one he's one to two. So yeah, yeah, five twenty-three today, man. He he decided not to come to play. At least he's in his free throws. They got K- the win. KB you're right. There's nothing like seeing Philly fans suffering. <laughs> and, and, and I'm be honest, man. I'm not even I'm, I don't even dislike Philly fans, man. I love Philly fans, man. I hate the Philly sports organizations for using them like that by putting piss poor product out there, knowing that their dedicated fans are going to root for it regardless, man. Oh, boy. Trey Young hits the first up by six. 17 seconds left to go. 17.1 to be exact. Like, wow. So to, all, to all the people who really don't care about this, I apologize that we still up here watching this because I would have been cool with us ending the show and me just having my moment by myself. And we're about to end the show because they just got a defensive rebound, and they're probably just about to get fouled with 10 seconds left in the game. They're up by seven. And uh, unless, they're not even fouling. They're not even fouling them. Uh, they're calling it off. It's a go. This is done. The 76ers have choked once again. Uh, a Philly fan threw a water bottle on the court. I'm it's okay, the, it's okay the Philly. I think it's the better okay, team Philly. won. The better team won, man. Philly fans, I mean, keep pressing the I saw Just them play. I saw the them lose the other night. That's a good. That's a good Atlanta team, man. Yo, and two, two, our be- second best player is, has been hurt the last three weeks. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, Hunter. <laughs> yeah, but Bro. you know, when it's all said and done. I mean, Atlanta will move on to face the Bucks. Wow. Well, congratulations, Mo B. I told you, man. I, I didn't do anything. Live, man. I, I didn't do anything. I just sat here and had a whole bunch of Atlanta hats in the background. So, <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, we will get at least one more week of the Atlanta hat trick brigade in the back of Mo B's house. First so, of all, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. I'm going to have Atlanta <laughs> hats forever. Like, that's, I've been rocking Atlanta hats before the season was going on. Y- yeah, I just didn't you- pay attention to it. Yeah, but you might change it up or something. Or you might put the shoe up there next week or something. I mean, I know you got the shoe nearby. I'm surprised I mean, I they got it on. About. I don't know what you're talking about, man. I do have my shoes on. So, F you. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So, is the game officially over now? Yes. And I can I can breathe now. Oh, good. Okay. Yep. Breathe oh, man. again. T- tension's breathe all again. in my shoulders now. Really? Really? Hey, man, that means you need to go handle that. But thanks again for listening to the show. Sorry it it delved into what it delved into, but hopefully you got something good out of it. Once again, thank you to AG. Thank you to Mo B. We will be back next Sunday. I almost said Wednesday. Next Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on your Twitch, on your YouTube. And for those who are listening on the podcast, 
thank you as well. Yo, www.5minutewarning.com. Tell your friends. Hit up on our Instagram, our Twitch. We're trying to get live up there. It's just a beautiful day. ATL won today. Lord knows his team went farther than mine, so I got to hear about this for another like year. So, First of all, you brought it up, not me. I'm not hey, that guy. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not that guy. <laughs> not now, but eventually. But look, thank you to those who are who are chiming in with us as well. Next week, we will return. Until then, peace. You can send you can send any questions or comments to five minute warning nineteen at gmail.com. The five minute warning can now be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Google Podcast, and Radio Public. Share, like, subscribe. You've been listening to the five minute warning with Ruben Brown. Search five minute warning on the Spotify app. Peace. Stay safe out there.